Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Samuel Olorontoba of African School of Governance and Policy Studies. Uh, I started a series of podcasts last week on rethinking developmental governance in Africa. This series was conceived as a way of intervening in ensuring uh, a new paradigm of thinking, of thought, and of policy in development in Africa. The second episode in this podcast is entitled, A New Africa Can Be Born, The Role of Right Knowledge. And by this, I mean that the epistemology that has informed development planning, development implementation in Africa since the continent uh, gained independence, several countries on the continent gained independence uh, from the colonial rulers from the late 1950s to 1960s and 1970s. The development processes that have been followed have in many instances lacked any ingredient of uh, indigenous knowledge system. And to this, we add that the various theories that have been conceptualized to address the developmental challenges uh, that confronted Africa and that, that still confront Africa today, such as Marxism, such as dependency theories, such as classical economic theories, they have not been able to address the challenges that we're having because they are located elsewhere. They are, you know, in, they are brought to Africa from other parts of the world without taking cognizance of the peculiarity of the environment in which these theories were transposed. The state itself, the state in, of, in Africa itself has been described as an enemy state. Claude Ake in his book, The Political Economy of Development in Africa, see this post-independent state in Africa as a continuation of the colonial state, which in effect was established to extract resources, to es exploit the, the colonies for the, uh, in the interest of the colonizers. And what we see is the continuation of those, the logic of that exploitation by many post-colonial leaders in Africa. And these continue to manifest today in the way in which the state officials use instrument of state to dominate, to exploit, and to suppress the voices of dissent. For a new Africa to be born, we need a new epistemology of development. We need epistemology that is decolonized, that is not uh, based on Eurocentric views, that is not based on Asiatic views, but that are located in Africa itself. In terms of economic planning, for instance, we've seen over the past uh, four decades, the hegemony of neoliberal idea, where it says that what concerns the state is just to, you know, to maintain law and order, that the state has no business in business, that social services should be cut back. And what we have seen as a consequence of this theory, of this logic of economic thinking in, in effect is popularization of the large populace, is, is um, you know, vulnerability 
of 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 many of many a, a large segment of the population. So we need a new thinking in economic uh, planning, a new thinking that we incorporate uh, the form of economic practice that allow many people to participate in economic activities. We need a new thinking on how Africa in pre-colonial times were able to ensure food sufficiency. The, the economic thinking that allow Africa to be able to build empires, you know, that the, 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 the colonialists met on the ground. And we talk about medicine, for instance, or today we call it alternative knowledge system. But no, they are not actually alternative knowledge system. They are indigenous knowledge practice in, in, in medicine that, that take us back to how um, our pre-colonial leaders, parents took care of their children, you know, using the herbs, using the leaves to, to, to address um, health concern of the people. Talking about governance system, for instance, even though the pre-colonial African system wasn't perfect, we saw a kind of checks and balances in the way in which the various uh, actors in the political arena held state officials into account. So we need to go back to how it was done in pre-colonial times. So rethinking developmental governance, we have to incorporate indigenous knowledge system not only in the economic uh, sector, but in agriculture, in terms of preservation of food, it will have to include governance system in, in terms of holding people accountable. It, it, it has to include uh, recreation of value system, which today has more or less uh, disappeared. So what were, were the forms of knowledge that allow children to be conscious, uh, African citizens in pre-colonial time, to be conscious of the families where they come from, be conscious of the protection of the dignity of the families where they come from. How were the you know, political leaders in those days held accountable? What were the role of the traditional institutions in governance? So we need to go back to this. Um, uh, Olufemi uh, Taiwo in his TED talk in 2018 says that Africa is not having any problem of development other than the crisis of knowledge, that the crisis of development today in Africa is a crisis of knowledge. Development itself needs to be retaught in ways that ensure that when we talk about economic development, we're not talking about just gross domestic product. We're not talking about cashing up with the West. We're talking about ensuring equal participation for citizens. We are talking about ensuring that the gains in economic activities is evenly distributed. So I want to thank you for listening. And I want to reinforce the fact that this series is continuing. I will be looking at various aspects of rethinking developmental governance in Africa. Thank you.